my testimony, and I really need to get this right. So there was CJ who was in, uh, or no, Ian in Denver, Colorado. It was CJ who was in Gunnison, and then spoke with Darius, uh, Marius, Dr. Marius, which would be number 11, and then Randall, number 12. So this is number 13 of a series, and I explained a little bit to you about it. This is also for... You, Scott, as well as the audience, that it is uh, season two, and it's moved on from um, a first degree, where it's just people who, who have shaped me, mm-hmm. um, people who have been in my life, and we just kind of sit down and discuss things. Now it's moved on to two degrees. So for the people listening or the people watching, we, we just met here, um, and our degree of separation is... Is between George, so we met through, well, David. But without George, there would be no David. (laughs) So be sure to subscribe. Be sure to like, have comments, or 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 what have you. Um, Join in on uh, podcast by subscribing on YouTube. Okay, that's all out of the way. So Scott, (laughs) who is your God? Who's my God? Well. He's the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Did I get it right? <laughs> you gave him, gave him his money. <laughs> bring, bring in the money. Yeah. And the car, the car's out back. All right, yeah. No, Vanna, uh, what, show him uh, what he won. So, so you believe the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Where'd yeah, you get that from? It's the whole package. Uh, I got that from every Sunday in church. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, it's the Bible. I, I believe in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, um, that's all I could say. I just, I just all right. It. Thanks for tuning in to yeah. episode twelve. We'll see you later. <laughs> it's nice talking to you. Okay, so you were you were sitting back there. You 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 already heard how I met George, right? Uh, actually, kind of no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Through the hurricane or yeah, whatever. And then, yeah, and then he was text. I was I was on my phone yeah. and asked me what are you reading. He just knew. I'm starting to more. The more I think about that story, I'm thinking maybe he peeked over my shoulder. He, he you know, he came right up to me like this. But yeah. I'm thinking maybe, and this is just an idea that he came up behind me and looked at my phone and saw that I was reading, mm-hmm. and then went around the table and then came up to me <laughs> and said, "What are you reading?" But I don't yeah. know. I'm gonna see him. I think tonight, so we'll find out um, if there's any truth in that. But uh, how did how did you meet George? Um. When he moved up from down south, the you know, L.A. area, is that where you guys are at? Uh, Riverside or something like that? Well, anyway, he moved up, and, and he was a transmission mechanic by trade. Mm. And I had a, a family business, and I was running the mechanical shop. It was like a tire store. And uh, he was looking for work. And, uh, and I said, well, you know, what do you do? And transmissions oh we don't do transmissions so we talked anyway for a long time and you know i mean if you ever had a conversation with george it's a long time you know he, he just finds it keeps it going and going and going and, and you get preached to uh, all the way through it as well but um, i enjoyed it he enjoyed it and then uh, a little later um, he started a, a auto shop as well just down the street and uh, we've stayed in contact and and uh we're best friends now he helped me out when i went on my missions 
<clears throat> trip to uh, Belize and, uh, uh, you know, just how long has that been? Well over 20 years, 20, yeah. 20 years ago? At, at least that, yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, you know. Well, give me, give me, a, give me the best memory that you have of, of being uh, with a guy. Oh, with George. Or the worst. Oh man. Or the, gotta, the one that you just remember. The the one the one that you just remember. Well, I, I tell you, I tell you. Here's here's one. After after I met him, uh, he kept telling me, "You're gonna be a great preacher sometime. You're gonna be a good preacher." I got no business being a preacher. I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I, I haven't got any. But no, you're gonna be a good preacher, man. Scott. He calls me Scooty. <laughs> you know, my name's Scott, but he calls me Scoot because that's what they did down in uh, in Belize and in uh, Guatemala and El Salvador. Uh, they use Spanish vowels, so Scott is Scoot. Uh, you know, so and he so he calls me Mr. Scoot. Wait, hold on, I'm gonna interrupt you again. Oh. Those dang, those dang hands! I gotta stop moving. I, I got on I got on a Randall, and I'm getting on you I hear in a whole I different even, manner. I didn't even think about it. But you went down to Belize and, and you on a bus or a plane or a plane took a plane down there. Well, come to find you know, I thought you know this this is what I got to do. I need to. Um, God doesn't want me sitting here on my hands. He he wants me doing something. And and to me, I believe that every um, everybody is uh, a missionary of some sort you know mm. you don't actually have to be the missionary but you can be the funding for a missionary or uh, you know whatever whatever and george was wanted to help fund me on my on my trip and he was going to do it every every uh every month and i i thought man this guy's crazy i'd never been on a mission trip before and i didn't know how much it was going to take to do a mission trip but i knew i wanted to go down for no more than two years and no less than two months. And I thought, man, I'll never get the money for two months. Well, little did I know, you know. And uh, the money starts coming in like crazy, and George is going to support me at $100 a, a month. And, uh, and uh, so we, uh, I said, great, you know. And then times... We're going really good for me. I had more money than I knew what to do with, you know. So I just kept dumping it into the kids. And oh, my my uh, my mission was uh, to teach English and math, and that was that was the reason I was going down there, you know. I, uh, it was to be so a teacher. So he continue, he can he confused the P R with the T. You were a teacher, not a preacher. Yeah. Yeah. But no, just off by a little bit. No, no, he wasn't off at all because uh, when I came back, I started doing some preaching a couple times a year uh, at uh, uh, Palm Village. It's a retirement home in Reedley. Okay. And so uh, here I am teaching, preaching to all these uh, older people. But uh, no, he, uh, the thing I remember about it, man, he was just tore up. He says, man, things are tight here and. And the business is struggling and blah, blah, blah. I says, well, you know, just stop. You know, you don't, you don't have to give me any more money. You're not obligated for that. No, I am. I told you I was, and I, I got to do it. I said, no, just you need it more than I do. Don't worry about it. God's taking care of me here. I'm paid up for two years. I says, it's, you know, it's a done deal. And when I, when he hung up the phone, he, he, he said, man, I was 
so relieved. It was just like another burden off my back, you know. And, and uh, but that's one memory that that I really remember from. And and some of the other ones are, like I said, you don't walk into the presence of George Torres without being preached to. Oh man, the word comes out right and left. I honestly thought it was the only one. Yeah. I thought I thought that that maybe maybe he just was speaking to me. Uh, now I sit down with Randall. I sit down with Scott. That is who he is. And, and, and you tell me he's 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 cheating on me with the with the wisdom and knowledge that he's got and sharing uh, it with you guys too. Yeah, it, there's no there's no way around. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. We went back. I took him backpacking one time. Mm-hmm. He was wanting to go backpacking, so we got back there and he in the evening campfire it's just a nice time you know and he goes okay we got to have a little half hour uh, bible study three and a half hours later <laughs> three and a half hours later i told george i says i'm done man i can't i can't take any more in i can't absorb what you're telling me <laughs> give, give me a break all right we'll, we'll, we'll go tomorrow some more <laughs> he, he goes okay scooty we're good and, uh, but yeah, that, those are the kinds of memories, a lot of good memories. We went, David, and took the whole family uh, with the, uh, I took them fishing on the, in the back country through the trails, you know, in the creeks and what have you. And we, we had a real good time with that. But I still got a picture somewhere at home of that one. But uh, no, we, we just, George and I have been, been best friends. And I know that you need solid rock solid people around you you know because when i wasn't following the lord devil didn't have to have to do anything to keep me uh messed up you know but i got basically two friends mike shul is one of them and i've known for a long long time and and george torres and whenever i get all confused or scrambled up on what's going on those guys are the ones that that just hold me up set me up give me a couple verses to back up what they're saying and, and what they're doing and uh and uh, life is good again we're you know ducks are in the row and we're headed for the pond so you go fishing oh yeah 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 i, I enjoy fishing in fact I took, uh, like I said, I took George backpacking, and uh, he caught uh, 10 fish on the first day. And, and he says, I've never caught a fish before in my life. <laughs> never. And he says, you're magical, Scott. And I said, I said, no, I just know what to do and what excites him. And I tell you to do it, and you do, and the fish jump on the line. And you ever, cat, you ever fish for catfish? Um, yeah, but no, I'm not, not a big fan of catfish. You gotta come to Missouri. Yeah. Walleye and bass and Oh, just, trout just, and... just, I, all I know is catfish. Uh, I, I fished in the Missouri River and I, I can tell you with certainty, let me just boast in the Lord here. He, he, he was in the boat every time I went out there, but I have never not caught a catfish. Going oh, out wow. on, yeah, out on, well, Missouri and Grand. The Grand runs into the that Missouri. Sounds like me at Hume Lake. Yeah. We had, a, we had a cabin up there, and every time I went out in the boat on the lake, we caught fish. Mm. Every time. 
no exception. Yeah. From the shore, it was a different, different deal. But on the boat, ne- never never went out without catching them. Okay. Yeah. David, with this camera not rolling, mm-hmm. if you would just stand behind this one and make sure. Because it's fine if you can't see me. Yeah. I want to be able to see you. Okay. And I'm going to try to. It's not turning on. It's it's okay because that's why we that's why we come prepared. Yeah. Um, how 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 is the uh, provider prepared for you? I, I don't. That was a really terrible segue. I was I was trying to, to take that into because I see him as a provider a lot of the times. Yeah. Um, you know I I found out that. Notice I pulled back on that. Uh, you, you can touch it. It's just this <laughs> microphone is so, like, if you were to just, oh. it, it may pick it up. Okay. And I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, one thing I learned when I went on, on the first mission trip down to Belize um, was if I'm doing what the Lord wants me to do, I'm okay. It's good. Yeah. You know, some stuff wasn't all that good, wasn't all that bad, but... But I was I was always okay, you know. I mean, uh, I slept in some houses and went to people's houses that had dirt floors, and it was okay. <laughs> I, I went to houses that were were uh, uh, what do they call that? Uh, oh, I can't think of the name. I got got black mold. Yeah. Well, I I got I got lots of memory. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Adobe huts? No, no, uh, it's uh, government when they send somebody to Section Eight. No, no, <laughs> they send send somebody to like uh, Denmark to be the uh, uh, oh representative. Representative, yeah, you know, I can't think of diplomat. Diplomat. Yeah, that uh, you know they were diplomats' houses. You know they were gorgeous. Yeah, and, and uh, but either way, you know, I mean. It, it was all good, you know. I was there for the kids. The kids loved me. They, they, and the reason they loved me was because I was doing what God wanted me to do, hmm. and uh, it, it it worked out. It's just um, I I don't even know how to explain it other than I had faith in God and God God did it, you know. Yeah. And so. Uh, uh, yeah. Do you think that it was the attention that you showed them? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Because uh, uh, you know, it, this was a community. It was called Ar- Ar- Armenia, which is like Armenian. Mm-hmm. And I don't, how I got that name, I have no idea. But it was a little squatters town, and uh, there was uh, maybe two hundred, two hundred fifty kids that were going to school there. Mm-hmm. And Belize is the only English-speaking country in Central and South America, and so I figured with my Spanglish I could be all right, all right down there. And uh, you so you know Spanish? Well, that's why I say Spanglish. It's Spanglish. It's, it's it's messed up, <laughs> but but I I usually with the situation and what's going on and, and enough pointing and this and that I I got it figured out pretty much. Figured How long out. were you there? Uh, two years on and off. No, you were there with your whole family. No, it's just me. Just you? Yeah. I, Did you I, have family at that time? I had. Do I what? Did you have a family down there? Or, or no. Down no. there, but what, how old were you? Um, Are you married? I am now, yeah. Okay. 45, I think I was then. Okay. Yeah, I was 45. 
basically, I, I just had the calling, and I said, I got to go. Yeah. And uh, and I and and so uh, had a family business for seventy five years. I told my dad and my brother, I says, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. So I went back to school to teach, and uh, and at that time, uh, the area around here, the the local towns, you know. Reedley, Danuba, Samager, Selma, Fowler, all these little towns, um, 23 to 25% uh, unemployment. And, you know, when I got back, I says, and the schools were, were getting rid of all the industrial arts and all the farming and all this ag-related stuff, which is what these, you know, communities are around here. And so with, with, uh, with all that going on, I said, uh, if I'm going to work for free, I might as well work for God. And so I told this lady that I was uh, was uh, real good friends with, and I says, I just feel like I should be on a mission or something, someplace, doing something. And she goes, I'll take care of it. I start in the emails, man. I said, all these different t- places and things and, and uh, camps to to run and to be part of and do you know all these different things and and uh, and then she sent one that that I don't know how you know like when you get on the computer you go from one thing to the next to the next to the next and you don't know how you got there but you're there well yeah. I looked at this thing and it was Belize and I said oh wow I think that's English speaking it used to be British Honduras or something like that Sure enough, it was. And then I said, man, this is not like something I should be doing. This is what I should be doing. And so that's when I started putting everything together to go there. And then when I got back, uh, I was it was real lonely over there because I was by myself, you mm-hmm. know. And even though there was English-speaking people there and what have you, it was real lonely. So when I came back, Reedley College had 21, 22 people that on this called seed program and they were all kids from uh, mexico uh, guatemala honduras el salvador uh, the the caribbean and so i told my wife now i says i said uh, we need to work with these kids you know i mean they're, they're just sitting here they can't go home when somebody dies they they can't celebrate a birth because there's no way of getting through to them, you know, I said, we need to kind of be a family. So we, I worked a couple, couple of years with them, and we still get uh, real good contact with the, the kids that are there. And I call them kids. They're, you know, 25, 27 years old now, you know. But uh, that was where my ministries came in was with kids. Yeah. Pop Warner kids, coaching them. Uh, uh, with football or baseball or whatever, you know, just kids. I just can't wrap my head around the fact that you're you're 45 when you went down to Belize. Uh-huh. How you how you were just you just got up and 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 left because I no well, actually I was 50. You're 50. Yeah. Well, that makes it even the more impressive. <laughs> I, I was yeah. I was like 25, 26 when in Kansas City I just said, um, I need to do. I need to get out of here. I need to get out of Kansas City. Yeah. I need to share my name with people somewhere else. And after the hurricane hit, I got online and looked up Hurricane Harvey and found this one address where it was uh, just just an address of a volunteer place where mm-hmm. you could go and 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 um, 
well, heck, I don't know. They just said that, you know, that we're looking for volunteers. So I said, okay. And I went to Costco and grabbed a, uh, I think a 12 pack, two 12 packs of tuna mm-hmm. and then two, probably 50 packs of Nutrigrain bars. I thought, you know, tuna and Nutrigrain bars. I can make this last for at least two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So I just got in my car and drove down to um, Rockport, or not Rockport, but to Spring, Texas. That's my story. I was 25. I don't know how you d- did that at, at 50. Well, you know my because you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, like the, yeah. the younger you are, you know, you just get yeah. Up and and I understand what you're saying too because uh, my kids are getting older and they're having grandkids, and you know, it, it's harder to leave for me to leave my grandkids to go down there, you know, and doing this thing, and and so my return trips have been shorter. You know, um, basically what they have is a is a test so that they can um, make it into high school. Mm. And and so, just like in the United States, English and math is the two hardest things, and and they're everybody, including the teachers, the uh, principals, is is English second language. Mm-hmm. So it's it's real tough, and so that was my goal. The year before I got there, not one person graduated, not one. They mm-hmm. couldn't. They didn't pass the test, and then the. The two years that I was down there, uh, we had uh, 27 and 28 out of 30 pass. I feel like that like rewards you with like a pound or just like a. Oh yeah. Like, Boom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so it worked, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm kind of a comical guy, and I showed him attention, you know, and, and you know because. You know, they're working for 20, their parents are working for $20 a day. You know, that's yeah. $2 a person in their families, you know, for the most part. So, you know, they don't get a, a whole lot of kudos from dad because, you know, he's dead. <laughs> you know, he's dead tired. He can't eat. Mom's tired and worn out. You know, it's just, just a real tough life. But that's all they know. So it's not really a problem. You know, they don't think, a lot of them don't think that there's, you know, no harm, no foul. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. But so, well, where's your ministry today? Um, right now, I'm in a kind of a lull. I just got out of a, um, a men's group, and uh, and we would uh, meet once a week, and we were going through uh, Romans, and then uh, uh, I'm looking for another group through. Uh, that was with a. Uh, another church and uh, the church that I'm going to now uh, they're starting to get one going and and uh, so I'm going to get get back into that one there uh, I just kind of enjoy the the men on men you know group thing mm-hmm. you know it it works good uh, I've seen that in a lot of churches particularly one two the last two churches I was a part of their groups were mixed with women and men uh-huh. at both those churches. That I didn't really get it. I didn't. Well, because yeah. Because you can, you can be when, when. To me, that's kind of like a little social party kind of thing, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I've been in locker rooms and, and, and auto shops all my life, so my language is a bit marginal at times, and my humor's a little twisted. And so, you know, to, to go in there with a bunch of other guys that have been in auto shop all their life and uh, what have you, uh, it, it's a, 
I can relate to them a little easier. Uh, the prim and proper ladies, uh, which I love, but uh, it's just not a good mix. You know? Yeah. And let the wife go off with her her group of ladies, and I'll go off with my group with the guys, and uh, we'll meet back up and talk about what we just did or didn't do, and life is good. Who holds you accountable? Uh, basically, uh, George and Mike, the two best best friends. That Are we got. gonna talk to Mike? I'm gonna talk to Mike tomorrow. Yeah. I haven't met Mike other than a phone call that I had that got dropped after about <laughs> five minutes into Utah. Oh, well. so yeah. So anything you can prepare me for? Was it, is, is this Mike Shule or a oh, different Mike? Sure. No, Rasheen. I'm thinking, we're thinking two different mics. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, don't, I didn't think... Uh, well, if your name is Mike, then you're the same exact guy, right? Holds oh. the same personality, looks the same. You know, it's kind of funny that uh, we got. I've got some friends. Mike and Cindy Shul. Mm-hmm. Mike and Cindy Wooden. Mike and Cindy <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> uh, Mike's brother is Mark and Cindy. You know, I, I what is this? <laughs> it's somebody. Very easy. <laughs> yeah, you know, having the same name is one thing, but being married with the same name and all these different people. Yeah. I know. So if your name is Mark, or your name is Cindy. Yeah. Cindy, go out there and find yourself Mark, and Mark, you go out there and find yourself, yourself a Cindy. Cindy yeah. <laughs> or Mike, Mike or and Mike, Cindy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was one of those crazy things. But yeah. how'd you find your wife? Um, uh, you didn't think I was going to ask you that, did you? This is this is, this is a wild one. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you want to know? Uh, let me put it this way: back in high school, I went on a double date, and with her and her and her sister, and I was with her sister. So that's how we we first met, and then later on. That year, I started dating the foreign exchange student, which was her sister. The, the foreign exchange student stayed, stayed with Denise. That Denise is my wife. And, uh, and then uh, uh, we dated on and off. In fact, I even set her up with her husband. And, uh, you know, divorces later. And, and uh, we, you know... Dating, dating is not any fun, really, because you got to tell your life story over and over and over again to every new person that you meet. No fun, hmm. you know. And so it was easy because we knew each of our stories. We'd been friends since we were sixteen and knew of each other. And you know, so um, that's basically how we got there. And, and then finally, I told her. Uh, Two years ago, well, we got married a year ago, and I says, I'm tired of being single. I, I, I want to do it right, you know. And I says, let's get married or see you later, you know, best to you, whatever. And she didn't really want to get married. And, of course, all these times before, she was the one that wanted to get married. But so anyway, we got married. and A year ago? Yeah. Nice. So life is good. Huh. Yeah, all the kids and grandkids all call her grandma. And how many grandkids do you have? Oh man, 
How many kids do you have? I got a boy and a girl. Yeah. Uh, the girl has two boys. The oldest is eight, and the youngest is four. And then my my son has three girls. The oldest is five, three, and one and a half. And what are their birthdays? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we just had one, and one's coming up, man. I'm I'm kind of like, you know. The kids are here, so they obviously were born. So yeah, we're all right. What have <laughs> what have because I, I, I know kids teach you. Having kids teaches you something, but but what what did having grandkids teach you about? Um, you know, that's actually my mission field right now is is my family. Mm. You know, I, and it, and it really bothers me because I could go all the way down to. Uh, Central America, 3,000-something miles away, and uh, present the word, and people take it, you know, and mm. and, and, uh, and they, they accept Christ. And here I am, and my kids and my grandkids, I can't get them, you know? you know? And it's almost, I know I'm not supposed to do that, it's like a personal thing, but, it, you know, it's not, but it is, you know. Yeah. I want my kids with me. You know, it's a package deal, man, you know. Come sure. on. <laughs> so uh, the, the oldest ones of the, of the biological kids uh, just turned eight, and he's doing the uh, catechism, uh, the, uh, his dad's side of the family is Catholic, so, mm. so you're going through that. So they're getting some training at least. And... Uh, then I have from a from a real short marriage, uh, twin granddaughters who both of them got scholarships to Oregon Tech to play baseball, softball, and uh, they're seniors this year. And then they have a, an older brother who's living up there in Oregon as well. And then I have a uh, grandson who's living in Clovis and really really good athlete and plays football and track and uh, did you play football and track yeah were you an athlete yeah were you any good yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can say it because I was <laughs> yeah you know I mean in my family if you didn't do sports you didn't you weren't part of the family you know that's the way we we grew up you know did you grow up playing baseball and reading your Bible and going to youth group? No. Did you grow up playing basketball? No, I... I, I guess I, I, could have, I could have followed that way. You, you go. Here, no, here, here, here's, the, here's the way it came down the, yeah. down the pike. Uh, Grandma and Grandpa McCormick scared to death of walking into a church. Mm -hmm. Grandma and Grandpa Jackson... Very, very religious, read the Bible, uh, went to church, sang in the choir, did all the, all the stuff that was needed to be done. They did it. And so here I am in the middle of the two, and I'm kind of bouncing around as to what's going on. And in about sixth grade, uh, I started running around with the preacher's kids over at the Full Gospel Church. And they, oh, the PKs. And they were a definite PK. Yeah. <laughs> we were, they were on the wild side. And... And all this time I'm looking, but I'm just not really finding, you know, boys, boys, 
campus life and all this stuff is going on mm-hmm. and going to the things, but still, you know, uh, living like there's no sign of, you know, Christianity in me. And, uh, and then uh, finally, about time to get married, it was like, you know, need to straighten up here, you know, and, and I thought that I was going to be okay, but I surely would hate to think that the way I was going to get into heaven was because of what I believed back then, because it was pretty messed up, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, <laughs> there was very little in there that looked like the Bible, you know, but... Um, you talking in your brain? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, like I said, uh, the worst possible thing that could have ever happened to me was divorce. Yeah. And wife told me I want a divorce. And I said, no, man. Is that the worst possible thing or the it, best possible thing? Well, it, it was, it's, this is when God comes in because it was the worst possible thing and it was the best possible thing at the same time because it made me realize that, that I, in fact, I even brought it. They always say that you should have your, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, how you became a Christian? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, that yeah. was... And, and, and I says, I even got it written on my youth football mm-hmm. thing because I was writing it down. Yeah, this, you was, know. Yeah, this was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's a little misspelled. It crossed out things, but it meant more to me because this is what I was doing. Anyway, here it says, I achieved everything I ever wanted. I had an enchanted life. Everything came right on time, just as planned. And then about at age 35, I was losing everything of value in my life. Severe depression and heartache. Unable to think and work. I was without hope. I was ready to die. Then I got into the fight of my life with God. And when I shut up long enough to listen, he told me to give up. I give up. I'm <laughs> it's amazing how things can come back and you just... Feel the same pain, the same joy. Here it is. Anyway, give up my way of life and follow his. I accepted his plan for my life. I had become a diplomat for the kingdom of God. I was handpicked by God to lead people to the kingdom through Christ Jesus. And with my help and God's plan, I can do what I was born to do. Sincerely, Scott Jackson. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. The first thing I ever preached on over at the church or at the uh, the senior citizens deal uh, was, I remember it because it was that, that last line that got it, that the cemetery is full of people who never knew who they were. They're... they're Doing the family business because dad's got the family business. It'd be like you being a mechanic because your dad's a mechanic. You don't know what else to do. But you're not a mechanic. You're a guitar playing jet mechanic or, you know, something. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, it, but it, it, you just, I don't know. It's just lost my track here. I have a lot of letters to my future self as well. Yeah. When they're not letters, they're just it's journal yeah do you still journal no no i uh 
That's that's one of the things that you know. God feels your weakness. For anybody who knew me, math and mm-hmm. English are two of the worst possible subjects I could ever teach. And here I am. I'm teaching math and and and, uh, and English. So here now in Fresno. No, no, no. Uh, okay. You know, about ten years ago, I guess it was when when I was doing all that. Okay. But I went back to school to be a teacher and do all this, and so go down to Belize and teach for a couple of years. Come back, work with the students over at the dorms that are the foreign exchange students, and and, and work with them, and and uh, uh, you know. But it was just like me, <laughs> not not me. <laughs> I can't teach. So you wrote that whenever you were thirty five, thirty six. Thirty five, yeah, thirty six. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've got a journal that I would write. Let me check it out. I would write thirty-five. How old are you now? Uh, sixty-four. Sixty-four. So I know I don't look either. a day over seventy-four, no, but no, no, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I could lie to you and tell you I'm fifty-four. That way, I feel young, right? But I look old, and then you tell them that you're. 74, and you look old, but you're really young, you know? I, I wrote, um, I, I never really wrote, and then, and then finally I, I started writing probably four years ago, mm-hmm. journaled a little bit here and there, and it's interesting because then two years later, two and a half years, three years later, um, I kind of was hit hard and yeah. I ended up going back and, and reading some things that I wrote yeah and it, and it just like it, it in, in, in the moments that are the darkest yeah and you take your take pen to paper and just let it go yeah I mean it was like it's like Solomon and David like uh, with his proverbs and psalms when you read those things yeah. that it's it's just See, at the, at the time I wrote this thing, and then right Photograph. after that, right after that, you know, about a, a year after, I got my kids there, you know, and they're eight to six years old, you know, and and um, I'm thinking, you know, I, I got to present a better image, you know, and, and all this and that, and, and uh, um, so I, I found a church and all this and that, and yeah. so in the evenings, I'm reading the Bible, yeah. making sure that, you know, Kids see me read the Bible. It's not, you know, church is not just for kids, you know. I, 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 that's one of the problems I have with grandkids right now. They love to go, but I can't get their parents to go. It's, yeah. it's for the kids. Take the kids. No, it's for everybody, man. It's for you. And, uh, yeah. But the that, it's almost as if when I wrote that then, that it wasn't really, it, it made me feel, when you write it, but then 10, 20 well, for me, it was it was four years later yeah. that it man it just yeah that's where I was going to with with what you were saying. I, I instead of writing letters like this or the or, you know my my uh, um, what was going on with me, I I would read the Bible right sure and then uh, read the Bible. Oh, this thing is right on. Mark this one down, you know, highlight it, and then. Uh, Okay, that's that's cool. That was that, 
that helped, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then a uh, year later, year and a half later, oh, wow. I remember I got it dated. And there was a little note there on it. And yeah. They all were dated and noted. Really? And and and, uh, and then I come back and look at that, and I well, it's not like that at all, you know. <laughs> and And sometimes my... My understanding of what I read is totally different or to another level. Mm -hmm. and, and, and sometimes uh, uh, it was, oh, thank God I'm not back there still, you know, with my emotions and things that were going on. But, uh, yeah. Have you ever idolized anyone or something, anything? Idolized? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I was a kid... Bob Hayes was my hero. Bob <laughs> Hayes was uh, from Texas. You got to help me out here. He's the world's fastest human in 1960 or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the 100-yard dash, he won it yeah. with world record time. So that made him the fastest man in the world. Bob Hayes. Then he went to Dallas Cowboys uh, <laughs> football team yeah. as a wide receiver and kickoff or punt return <laughs> specialist. And he made it into the Hall of Fame and all that. And uh, and I thought, man, you know, this guy, this guy's the greatest. And then, of course, you know, people are people. Uh, they're they're saying uh, drugs are involved, and uh, you know, different 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 things going on, you know. And I, and, I, and then I look at other people and other sports, you know. One of these guys just got three hundred and thirty thousand. No, three. 330 million? Yeah. Are you talking about... Yeah, uh, baseball player? Yeah, Derek yeah. Key, or Alex, Alex Rodriguez? Yeah, he's one of them, and another one just did the same thing uh, for, for 330 million. More, more, than, more, than, more than a million. <laughs> Quarter of a billion dollars plus yeah. to play a kid's game. I said, man, I'm in the wrong... Uh, Wrong job, you know. <laughs> I think I had on the on the chopping block for questions. You know, if there's anything you gre regretted in your life, but it sounds like it was becoming a Hall of Fame football player. Yeah. Is that something you regret? Did you? Did you, know, did you when, see yourself doing that? When I when I got out of high school, I was already. I was kind of tired of sports and what have you, and I just, eh, I just didn't much care. I was starting to feel that way, and then in the city county all star game, the very last play of the game, I went in there kind of halfway. You know, I didn't go hard to make the tackle, and my dad always told me, he says, "Don't ever do that. You always, you go full blast all the way through, because you'll get hurt." Sure enough, the last play of the game, I thought, "Hey, we won it and anyway." You know. I, Separated my shoulder, mm. and uh, and after that I said, Nah, I don't want to play. And then so I sat out a year, and then I came back. And you got yeah, the, got a, got a trophy there, huh? Yeah, my <laughs> rotator, my labrum. Yeah, I got two 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 screws up in there. Yeah, you too? Did you? No, you no. I, they told me he says, Ah, oh, you can go without it, but basically they're just going to screw the these two bones together, you mm -hmm. know. So uh, I thought, well. I'm done with football, so but so this shoulder hangs an, an inch and a half lower mm. than this side. So. I mean, is it your labrum or rotator cuff? Is it? 
Are you able to? No, it's the the the, the collarbones. Uh, there's two bones that come out like this. Yeah. No, and, that and, one's me- this this bone just, is messed up too. Yeah, it just I, I it just this. pulled them apart. Yep. And so my arm went down like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. the. I think that I probably had a tear because the first time that I broke my collarbone was playing football. Yeah. Running the, you remember the rabbit drill mm-hmm. where you'd, one guy, you'd usually be the fastest guy on the team, would get the ball, and it wasn't the rabbit drill, it was something else, but you'd run around like this, and basically they would let you go, and then you had to diagonal run towards the player. Yeah. You know, so that you could, and usually the bigger guys were right here, and Mm-hmm. And the faster guys would go out as far as here, and they would try to catch them at that diagonal run, you know. Yeah. Somebody came up behind me, and we weren't wearing pads at the time, and they pushed me. Later, I found out that it was actually someone pushed them, and then another person pushed them. Because <laughs> nobody wants to take the blame. Yeah. I found out that it was the original person to push Zach was another Zach. Now it's just becoming a really confusing story. Anyway, I went up in the air and came down and my head went this way and my um, shoulder went that way and I just heard a snap. And that was my football career. (laughs) That was was my football career. You ever play soccer? No, unfortunately we didn't have soccer here or I would have been thriving at that. I love Uh soccer. Yeah. I mean, even to this day, but there was no soccer around. There was no leagues. It wasn't in high school, you know, in the schools yet. Yeah, I probably had, wouldn't have even played soccer if that yeah. wouldn't have happened. I didn't play football yeah. that year, so I ran cross country. Uh, cross country guys talk, talk, to, talk to me about playing soccer. Or, well, we just, we just do pickup games outside. Yeah. And then I thought, I can do this. Yeah. That's what I thought. You know, it's sprinting, it's distance. Sprint, distance. Yeah. You know, and then you hand, hand-eye, but yeah. eye coordination. Yeah. If you can catch a baseball, then you can stop a soccer ball, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. How does sports play into your life with um, God? Did that work into it? Back when I was doing the Pop Warner thing, it I'll tell you where it started right there, was uh, had a had a guy who was about five years behind me. And when you're, he was athletic and mm-hmm. everything. He was into sports and, and good at it. You look to the guys that are ahead of you. And well, I was a senior and he was like in seventh, eighth grade. And I had brothers that played as well. And so um, it looked like, uh, you know, this was the place to be and what was going on. Well, anyway, he, we all grow up and come back around to the Pop Warner football and we're coaching 13 and 14 year olds and uh, practice is about over and he looks at me and I look at him and I I said oh here's something's going on man and uh, he says should we and I said if we're gonna do what you think I said yeah we might get in trouble for it but let's let's do it and he goes okay and he says all right just to let you guys know God has taken care of me from day one, in fact, before it. And he says, uh, you ask coach, he's probably done the same for him as well. And and, and uh, I think right now is a good time to, to thank him for you guys and the, and the games that are coming up and the, and the practices. And, and so uh, he says, we're, we're going to pray. And so uh, he, and I, he, he started off praying and then I, I finished up. 
and uh, and uh, he says uh, next week if one of you guys want to want to pray it's it's open to you and so the next week we had two kids that wanted to do it and uh, you could tell that they had some religious upbringing in their family and uh, I told I told Art I says you know we can get just a few more into this thing to be incredibly successful as far as I'm concerned. And uh, end of the season, we had uh, 22 or 25 kids pray out of 30. And I thought, man, oh man. This is- What's the deal with those five? They just didn't get there. We didn't push it. <laughs> we didn't push it. We opened it up and then, it, yeah. Yeah, and, and some some kids did it because everybody else was doing it, I'm sure. Sure. And, and some did it because uh, it was a venue that they were there that was vacant in their life, you know. They just, yeah, you know, they were, they were hurting and they wanted it. You but know? I don't think any of them said it mocking. No, no. Not at all. Yeah. No, that was that was not to, never came into play. Yeah. And uh, and some of, some of the parents, what are you guys doing? Oh yeah. Oh okay. You know. They don't care. They don't care. You know. It's okay. That's fine. That's different today. Yeah. 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 It's a lot different today. Yeah. This was. Uh, oh, this is a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I told David the other day that I can't really walk around on campuses with the Bible nowadays. Yeah. I don't know how if there's... Comment below. If you can't walk around your campus, I'm breaking a rule. You're not supposed to look into the camera. But I feel like with you, I'm so comfortable that I can do that. Uh-huh. Is that if, you, if, you, if you're listening to this video or listening to the podcast, we want to know if you can walk around... A campus with a Bible? Do you get persecuted? I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely interested in, in wondering how the dynamic of, of religion and because you know I haven't, I haven't really figured out this conservative liberal thing either. You know because to me, the liberals are the ones saying you can't do it, you can't do this, you can't do that. Uh-huh. But they're liberal. Yeah, I have actually. The, I have a drawing for you. Yeah, and the conservatives. Don't tell you you can't. They tell you probably pretty wise not to. Okay. Probably a good thing you don't. Okay. But they they won't say you can't. So this is this is what I call it. It it maps out basically everything um, as far as where Hitler lines up and where um, fascism is and communism and authoritarian and libertarian and Democrat, Republican, centralist. All right. I know I told you I wasn't going to talk about <laughs> but but I created this, and then the more I thought about it, is that the more it is actually like this uh. today, um, and that these two very far left and very far right parties have a very lot in common. Yeah, is that the very far left they want the. Um, it's always a scapegoat. They want the government. And then the very far right, they want a um, specific um, group of people or 
yeah fill, fill in the blanks for those i mean once yeah. it comes to the middle right there it doesn't matter it's anybody but the the person that doesn't who's in control that doesn't want want to be doing anything and what, whatever each one of them is doing they hate it we want the to other, go back to becoming egyptians yeah. you know we want a pharaoh like it's it yeah. seems like the that uh it's almost inevitable that today it's going to go back in time to the time when there was a monarchy mm-hmm. um but that's 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 my bit on that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um you know, I asked I asked Randall the same thing that uh, you know where, where where do you where do you see things going um, as far as um... well right now when I moved to Visalia um, I lived in Reedley all my life I mean you know my grandparents grew up there my parents we grew up there kids started growing up there or grew up there you know but. Um, when I went to Visalia, I didn't know anybody. And it's been about two years now that I've been there. So it's a little, it's taken a while to get friendships and acquaintances and what have you and, uh, uh, you know, and get the word out there. Uh, when I, I was a little, I think, more assertive when I got the job that I have now about eight and a half years ago. And I would... I had no problem sharing and and this and that. In fact, I had a Bible on my on my uh, workbench, you know, or, and uh, so people knew, you know, where are you going? What are you What are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm gonna go to a men's group. Men's group? Yeah, yeah we do a Bible study. You wanna go? No, no, no. That's okay. Just wondering. All right, you know, but I, you know, there's where George and I are different. I'm a soft sell. He's you know, kind of, going to hammer at home. Well, what are, what are you going to do instead? <laughs> what, what, what do you, what, 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 you said you're just going to go home. What are you going to do when you get home? Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what good, what good is that? You're going to go watch TV. Well, why would you watch TV? Why don't you come to the, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We know him. Yeah. You know your dad? Yeah. He'll, maybe, he'll, maybe he'll play home. a devil's advocate on you, you know, and just, <laughs> just keep going, you know. Mm-hmm. That's one of the uh, uh, little cute, loving things I, I love about them. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it described in that manner, but I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, that's what makes him him, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, I guess you're going to dodge my question like Randall did on the future. I want to know the future. You, you look like the you future? have it in the... No, you, you have this, like... I'm I'm on a teeter totter right now because here here's the bad the bad thing I really enjoy doing the the uh, the preaching thing. You're still preaching. Occasionally, yeah, yeah. But the last time I did it, um, it, it was it was real difficult for me to keep the words and keep everything in line um, because uh, Alzheimer's and dementia is real big in our family and Alzheimer's and dementia are hereditary mm. and I'm showing signs of it and which is real scary because I don't want to die that way I watched my dad do it and I don't want to do it and I'm watching my mom do it right now she can't hardly talk or move around or anything she's in the very end of it but 
to be able to to keep giving the word. When when I when I used to do speeches and what have you, I'd have five lines. Boom, boom, boom. They're just topics, hmm. and that's all I needed. Yeah, just just a reminder to get to the next, the next, the next. And this last time I did it, I pretty much had to write it out, and then memorize it, and then try to you know present it in a way that I'm not. Da, 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 you know. Yeah, I don't like, like those that. Don't, no, don't, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't do it. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, still planning and doing, going on groups and what have you, uh, talking to people. Just this area that's right around me, this big. Yeah. This is heaven, and it's my piece of heaven that I'm supposed to be an ambassador to. That's my country. You know, right? Heaven's a country. It's, that's, that's where I'm supposed to be. I'm in charge of it. And I need to get the word out there. Whenever anybody comes in, I need to, to talk to them about it, you know, about, you know. Um, that's, that's what I like or what I do is, is I try to live it. One of the first things that I did when I said accepted uh, Christ or, or, you know, took on the battle, it was uh, uh, make God look good. That's my job, yeah. to, to make God look good. So instead of, you know, looking at the, the girly pictures that these guys are looking at over there, boom, bounce your eyes, get away from it. Make God look good. Hey, come here. Look at this. Nah, I want no part of it. You know. And so that's didn't really do anything, but and at at the same time, I did do something because didn't want any part of it. Showed it it wasn't right. Showed them it wasn't right. Showed them they shouldn't be doing that. Uh, not passing judgment. It's just not a good thing to do. You know. And uh, and that all came with. Just the fewest of words. Uh, same same thing with with the kids, you know, the, the grandkids and what have you. Uh, uh, just trying to give them that push, you know. Just you know, uh, I've heard the the thing that Americans aren't really good at at heavenly things because uh, we're we're cows. We're we're like cattle. We got to be herded. We got to be pushed. And and the Bible says uh, be like sheep and be led, you yeah. know. And so uh, never heard that. Yeah, you know. So it's it's kind of hard to to lead sometimes when you just want to give them a kick and give them a push, you know. <laughs> so, but that's that's where I'm at. There's some groups. I I, I, um, I got a, a 1966 Buick Skylark convertible and. Uh, George has done a lot of work on it for me, and that's going to be my next play toy. I'll take it to car shows and what have you, and there's there's the open door. There's you know, you know, I make it available to to people to speak to. Yeah, to, to talk to, to and, and lo and behold, it came up in the conversation, huh? You know, and that's what I do is I try to make it so the doors open, but you gotta you gotta say, hey, can I come in? Mm-hmm. And, and and when you do, then the door's open for me, and I can hit you with both barrels, and it's legal. 
you know. But I can't hit you with both barrels when you're standing outside the door. You know? God bless America. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, you know, those those are the ways that I kind of do it. Uh, you know, uh, the kids in, in El Salvador, I, I still try to keep touch with them, you know, keep them um, on track and going forward and spreading the word. And uh, one of the kids married an American gal from Tennessee, and uh, I thought, oh, he, he's smart. He got his meal ticket, you know, and uh, he didn't have to worry about living in a third world country now. And last week, he sent me a, a letter on the email, and uh, he's married and uh, adopting three brothers that are eight, nine, and ten. Hmm. And uh, uh, got a wife that's involved with the other kids and ministries, you know, and it's like, woohoo, you know, <laughs> home run on this one, you know. And then some of the other kids, you know, and they go back home and, and it's back to the same old thing. Yeah. You know, 13 years old and pregnant, you know, uh, uh, you know, working for $20 a day, uh, you know, it's just, no. But there's some that, they get it. So And they run with it. Yeah. Yeah, in this particular one they, they, they did. They ran with it real well. So partially why I kinda set up this um um or why I think that, that what I what I hope to come from this is is that and I've shared with a lot of people why I do this and I I keep finding more reasons why to do it. Mm-hmm. You know where my heart's at on it, and why, what the main reason why I do it. But one of those other things, um, and that's in my palm right there. But there's all these other things, and one of the things is is that what sparks my my um, uh, love for the idea of doing something like this is, is to um, in a hundred years, in two hundred years, or however long the internet lasts, hmm. this will be available and. It wasn't until I was probably 25 that I realized the lineage of, of this is way more than just, I think it takes definitely after 18 to really recognize, for me it was 25 to recognize that life is much longer than, than 25 years. Yeah. Uh, that your parents have been on this earth for longer and your grandparents, they're mm-hmm. far longer and, and then they're their parents and and it's 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 way bigger and yeah. it wasn't until i was probably 25 so then one of these things that hits me every time i think about doing any of these sit downs with folks is that you know like um you know what would you want to share with your grandchildren yeah when they're 35 and they get divorced yeah or or when they're 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 well, can, 60 can, years I old i can't and, tell them much about sticking together they need to go to talk to george or mike about that but i can tell them everything they need to know about divorce <laughs> well, i was thinking about doing this and this and this Oop, bad move bad move that ain't gonna work no no you better find something else what i don't know but that ain't gonna work <laughs> you know and you, you talk about that that lifeline I remember it, I was a teenager. I was working in the tire shop, 
you know, and it was our business, you know. And this this guy came in there and he was making conversation with me, and and uh, and he he looks at me and he says, "Do you know how old I am?" I said, "No." But why you ask? And he, and he says, "Because I was born in America before America was America." And I went like that. Ah. I what? And I said, uh, "So what? You were born in uh, Arizona?" And he goes, "Yep." But the fact that somebody was born in in the continental United States, and I was talking to him. <laughs> and he's he's all the way back in the 1800s, you know. Mm. And I'm thinking, wow, okay, so I go 120 years backwards and 120 years forward, you know, or 100 years forward, you know. That's that's, that's a a lot of stuff going on, you know. I mean, uh, you know, when I look back and see you know things that have happened, that, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't take any. Uh, thought about it you know it's like microwave ovens and stuff like that you know uh, telephone that you carry around <laughs> I remember being a smart aleck one day in, in my math class and he says uh, what are you going to do carry a you know a calculator around with you all the time uh, yeah and a telephone and uh, you know <laughs> you know all these different things that are on the on the telephone. You got a flashlight? Yeah. 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 You got a calculator? Yeah. yeah. You got a video camera? Yeah. Encyclopedia? Yeah. Spanish? <laughs> English? You know, yeah, I'm carrying it all. I'm gonna carry it all around, you know. And, uh, you know. But <laughs> You got the answer to every question on your mind? Yeah. Yeah, I got Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but I kind of I I I I I see like uh, uh, the one thing on the internet is that um, that we're having a hard time finding this truth. I shared with you a little bit yeah. earlier is that it's really hard to try. Everybody found. knows that everything on the internet is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's right? the, the, I mean, the problem. Everybody is, acts like it. The problem is, is I don't think that you know there's a website that actually like. Uh, <clears throat> measures it you know yeah you know what is true what is false and how yeah. much what is the validity yeah and, there's nobody making sure it's true and and, and so yeah. I, you know and, and not only that be able to say you know this is this is this is all false. if we could just if we could just throw a lot of things that are said and that are thought and that are and not thought because we ain't no thought police but a lot of things that are just published into a pile whether they're they're true mm-hmm. objectively or or false it, that would be a really big that'd be a real big we can we can then go to the je- objective truth and then from or or subjective really well i don't know what i'm saying uh, yeah. other than other than I, I i i see the words that you speak and the and the, the the real experiences that you've lived yeah. as as a uh a, a drop of um well i'll tell you what i tell others is that it's a island of reality and a see it diarrhea or an yeah. internet of diarrhea mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 this little island of reality and and for you to speak you're kind of waving this flag around saying yeah. you know this happened this happened this happened and um but i don't know i got i, I got one on here i'll tell you it's been a a real blessing for uh, for me as far as spreading the word 
uh, I'm into motorcycles, hmm. and I got what's known as a crotch rocket, right? <laughs> it's one of those ones where you see the guys laying down, and it's like... Oh, they I got know what a crotch rocket is. Rock I'm just trying to imagine you yeah. on one. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, uh, you ride it here? No, no. Uh-uh. No, unfortunately, it got it got totaled. And that's where, where this comes in. I drive from Reedley to Visalia to work every day, and this one particular day... It's 25 miles each way. This one particular day, I thought I'd go down this road because there's less traffic and, you know, I don't have to worry about anything. Well, as I went down the road, I saw a car coming toward me, and I was doing 55, and I thought, he's starting to drift over the uh, the white line. And I went, oh, no, another close call. So I start to back off the gas and blah, 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 and, and he just keeps coming. coming and I, oh, no, now I know I'm going to get in a, in a wreck. And it, it's coming. It, there's no way out of it. It's coming. And I, I got the brakes on hard. I'm starting to slide sideways and lay the bike down. But the last place I want to do is go underneath this guy's car. So I let off the brake. This bike straightens up. I try to jump because I'm going to jump over the car now. Didn't quite make it. And I hit the, hit the guy's car, bounced off the back, landed on the, on the, on the dirt in the, in the orchard. Because there was no road or anything, I, that's why I didn't understand why this guy's coming over. Hmm. You know, is he doing his telephone or is he, uh, uh, you know, daydreaming or something? You know, what's going on? But anyway, I, like when you're in the hallway and you meet somebody and you both do this, you know, mm-hmm. you both move the same direction, same way. Well, that's what happened. And, and I hit and I flipped over the car and everything and I popped up and I you're kidding me. That was my first word. Just, you're kidding me. I'm talking to God now. Wait, you're telling me that you were the guy that landed on the car uh-huh. and then the car kept going while you were on the car? No, no, okay. no. Okay. I went over the, the back of the car. Okay. I, uh, I came out of it un, unstretched. <laughs> 55 mile an hour crash, left hand turn, oh, death. Yeah. That's a suicide deal. The only other one that... that uh, that I see people have is uh, uh, they make a left turn or somebody pulls out in front of you, you know, there's no time to stop. But anyway, I got this and I'm looking around, I look at my bike, bike is totally totaled. Mm -hmm. There's there's not a straight piece on it. I look at the guy's car, it's totaled. The grill, the bumper, the, the fender on the right side, the windshield, the hood, the top of the car and the left rear fender all have dents in it. And I'm walking away from this thing. I said, that's a God thing. It's like God's grabbed you and put it down. Just, just, just <laughs> kept me protected all, you know, the whole way through. Not one scratch, nothing. Why did you, why do you think he did that? Why do you think he... He ain't done with me yet. <laughs> I, got, I got work to do. <laughs> in fact, that's what I put on my post. I says. 55 mile an hour crash like this, the guy turns in front of me, I should be dead. No doubt about it. I said, but God's got more work for me to do. And, and that's... How old, how old were you whenever you got a crotch rocket? Uh, it was four years ago when, it, when I crashed. <laughs> so, so I was 60. See, I'm opened up to a whole different... Um, I told you I was from Kansas City. Yeah. There's just not a lot of people over the age of 40 that get up and just go down to Belize... There's not a lot of people who are 
Well, there's not a lot of them here either, really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I met, I met, you know, I met you. I met Jay. Jay surfs, and he does these all. Well, I guess Jay didn't really. He's another gentleman that I sat down with, but. There's, there's where part of my ministry is. It's in athletics. It's sports. It's hanging out with the guys. It's being absolutely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 You're a it, risky guy. It's, it's fun, you know. I mean, it's exciting. Uh, if 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 you can't have a good time at it, why do it? Yeah. You know, if I can't have a good time going down to Belize, why do it? Hmm. Uh, okay. Well, let's up the ante. Let's go to El Salvador. There's a. That's a scary place down there, you know. But there was four kids from Reedley College that that I became friends with, and we went down there and, and spent uh, oh, probably about four days each with each one of them. And uh, down there for uh, two and a half weeks. And uh, I remember getting out of the car telling the one guy, you know, hey, we'll see you later, man. Thanks a lot. And uh, the gal, uh, one of the foreign exchange students, uh, she's riding shotgun and she goes, Tio, callete, Tio. You know, she's telling me, shut up. Yeah. You know, and and uh, I look around and, and she goes, don't say anything more. No, get in the car, get in the car. And uh, I, and then all of a sudden, I it's like cockroaches. I see people moving all over the place, just kind of coming in closer and closer and closer. And basically what I was, I was a rich white man from the United States that was going to be easy pickings because I was like, you know, 60 years old to them. I was an old man. And and so they were, uh, she was telling me, just shut up and get in the car. So, And then finally when I saw that they were, you know, starting to get close, I did. I jumped in the car and later <laughs> but that you know that's that's life down there they they got they got two sides that will will kill you for a dime and another side that will give you everything, give you everything. they have mm-hmm. everything with no holding back isn't that interesting yeah uh, there is no in between it's one or the other there's a there's a guy down in um after we got rid of a lot, not rid of, but after Cindy, it wasn't married to Mike, was was another Cindy, <laughs> but Cindy ran the donation center where we, me and George, Cindy, we, we answered to her practically, uh-huh. and after she noticed that 50% of the... Um, Fifty percent of the people who who were uh, needed it, and then there were fifty percent that were taking advantage of the donations. Uh-huh. She took all those donations and then gave them to a man uh, named Manny, and he went down to uh, he, he's he's got a ministry down there in Texas, mm-hmm. and he took truckloads down there of 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 things that after that yeah. earthquake that happened down there, but. But when 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 you say that they'll either knock you or they'll give yeah. you a place to sleep with breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner the next day. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I you if you that. do something for them, and you don't hang around so that they can make you some bread or some little pastry or something, you know, I mean, they have to do something. I mean, they're compelled to do it. Yeah. You know, and it's an insult if I don't stay around and and. Uh, and, and and partake with them, you know. How yeah. different is the culture from Belize to America? Oh, it's huge! It's huge. Uh, Belize, 
1973, uh, what used to be British Honduras. Yeah. And then uh, England gave it up to the, the locals, and they still have their hand in it. In fact, they still got the queen on the money and all that kind of stuff. And, and, but they gave it to the locals, and now the, the Belizeans are running it. And one thing that's kind of strange, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to be practicing my Spanish and what have you when I get down there. And uh, every group of people that went through Belize was a slave of some type. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Kachi and the, the, um, the uh, Maya, Mop- uh, Mopan Maya, mm-hmm. those are the Indian groups that are down there. And they have like 23 um, styles of speaking Indian, you know, Kachian. Were they slaves to the English? Yeah. Hmm. And then and then they brought in some black people from Africa. And they got on, on uh, uh, what do you call it, the ships crashed in the sea. And uh, they came, came over, you know, uh, later on. And they're very, very tall, huge people. Women are... 5'11", guys are 6'4", you know, they're, they're just big, big people. And then you got the, 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 uh, the Indians who are, are maybe 4'8", mm-hmm. you know, that's, a, that's an average high side. And then they got, they got Chinese in there, and they got the, um, uh, what, the Mennonites are down there as well. <laughs> that's kind of out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they came from Mexico. The Mennonites went to Mexico because it was mm. cheap land. And then it got to be uh, too expensive, so they were looking for more cheap land. So they came over to Belize, and, and you know, it's in their history books because there's so many of them that came. But anyway, we got all these different things. There's like nine different cultures and languages being spoken, so it's no wonder nobody can talk to anybody down there. Mm-hmm. Because, because I told this one gal... Uh, she was. I walked in and it was school teacher. She's thinking. She's speaking English, and she's. She says, uh, "Let's see how to go." She says, "The goyo, chi, uh, yeah, how was it? Yeah. Anyway, she. Oh man, I forgot these words. Anyway, she says the goyo, she." Uh, she mashed my corn. That's it. Yeah, the girl, the goyo, like says it like Popeye the sailor. The goyo, she mashed my corn. She, she tell you know she tell me she tell me put the boo on the. I tell her put the boo on the la masa, but no, she says no lump up. You believe that? No lump up. And and I'm you know I'm understanding what she's saying, but it's taking some effort. And but anyway, she says uh, in the beginning, what was it? Oh, she made me mad. She mashed my corn. She made me mad. That means I, she mashed my corn in Creole. And then, and then uh, I tell her, and in other words, she says, I'm, and then I tell her to uh, put the book, the, the boo, on the la mesa, right? La mesa is Spanish, French, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. So that's where the Creole comes in again. But no, and that's, and that's where it's not but, but it's ba. But no, so she says. But no, uh, sounds French. Yeah, and then 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 she says, but no, and then uh, uh, she tells me no lump up, 
and that means don't get in a hurry. And I said, no lamp up. You mean no lamp up? Is that what you're saying? And he goes, yeah. And I says, how does that mean not get in a hurry? I guess because you turn the light on and off and it comes on quick, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, and this is all supposed to be English, you know, that I'm hearing. So, so there's, there's a lot of different things going down there. There was Garifuna, Kechi, Mopermaya, uh, Chinese, um, the, the German, uh, Dutch, uh, you know, thing yeah. going on, and uh, Spanish. See, that's seven. That's enough to confuse things. Did you say English yet? Yeah. Oh, and English. Yeah, I forgot that one. There's eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, how, how do you... How, how do, you, do you fit in there? I mean, did you just, like... Just Did you have to have the gift of tongues is what I'm asking. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I tried to... I didn't go down there to make them Americans. You know, like... So, some people, like the English, would go down there and they would tell them that they had to wear three-piece suits to be the minister to, to preach. Yeah. If you didn't have that, get up. You were not a preacher. Well, in England, yeah, no problem. It's 50 degrees or 30 degrees, 20 degrees. But there, the humidity will kill you, let alone putting on a three-piece wool suit, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, did you wear a suit down there? Me? No. No. I barely, flip-flops and shorts? I made, barely made it past flip-flops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had some tennis shoes that I wore, and that was it. I, I didn't... No hiking boots, none of that kind of stuff. Yeah? That's it. Yeah. The sun is down. I'm, 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 I'm about took, man. It's been a long... You know, I drove twenty something hours to come here and speak to you, and yeah. it's worth and and Randall and and all these other. Guys. It's it's. So you just got in today? No, so I got in about two nights ago. Uh-huh. But it's still it's it's a two hour difference, and then when I got to Denver, um, Ian, we stayed up till four o'clock in the morning. His girlfriend dumped him, so. Uh, we, we, he had, he, he goes, you know, yeah. so I said, okay, all Digging right. up the pieces, huh? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go out and we came back and we had to talk about it and stuff. Yeah, I think he's a strong guy, but he'll get over it. I only say these things because I know he's not going to watch this. <laughs> Maybe he does, I don't know. I, I spoke you know, with him. Uh, go ahead. For me, I'll tell you some things about me. For me, a woman is the devil. A beautiful woman is the devil. I will do stupid <laughs> stuff, and I, I will get hurt by it. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like, uh, why, don't, why don't you take a nail and hammer it into this log right here mm-hmm. with your forehead? <laughs> Go ahead and do it. I'm, no, I'm not going to do it. That's stupid. Some good-looking woman comes by. Go ahead. I think you can do it. Next time you see me, I got a Band-Aid on my forehead, you know? <laughs> it's like, what the heck? What's going on here, you know? Yeah, but that, that, that's where I find my, my, my biggest problems are right, right there, you know? A couple divorces will we'll prove it. So you've had two divorces? Yeah. Man. I was married to, to, to the kid's mother, and... Um, I don't know. We were just stupid, I think. 
Anyway, she quit. She didn't. She didn't want to do it anymore. And you can't stay married by yourself. Hmm. You know. I mean, that's the way it goes. I didn't want it. I didn't want any part of it. And then I thought, okay, I'll wait till the kids are out of school and maybe, maybe try it again. Um, then this this gal came to town and uh, uh, met her. Very nice, beautiful. Uh, husband cheated on her, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Um, I waited and waited and waited, and uh, everything was going great. And, uh, okay, let's get married. Okay. We get married. Very next day. She's not the person I married. She's not the person I dated. She, she changed. Everything changed. All of her mm. priorities changed. Uh Going to church was no longer a, a priority. Uh, in fact, it was nowhere in sight. And, and you know, just everything crumbled. And, uh, and then, then I met Denise, the, the one, you know, that I've known for a long, long, long time, you know. So uh, I told her when we get married, I says, I'm not getting a divorce. I'm not going anywhere. Don't even bring it up when you get mad. Just... Forget it. It's not happening. And I said, you want to move out or whatever? That's that's your decision, but I'm not giving you a divorce. I'm married. This is the last time I'm getting married. I never would have believed that I was going to be married more than once when I was growing up. You know, it's just, it's just not part of me or my family or the belief system, you know. So, How do you continue go, to go back to the Word? How do I? Yeah, after going through three divorce, I mean, well, man, two. I'm I'm still I'm on my third marriage. Is that, yeah, is what I'm, I'm I was over here weeping about how I'm like having a hard time forgiving my ex girlfriend, and you've gone through three divorces. I just I'm and, thinking and to myself, know, I'm I'm weeping and I'm crying, but like, you you want the biblical side or you you want the straightforward side? What do you think? <laughs> I, I feel hey. like I've heard the biblical side. Of, okay, know. Here, here's, here's the straightforward side. I like you. I hate what you're doing. I like you, but I hate what you're doing. I like my wife, but I hate that she's seeing somebody else. Yeah. That's it. And the, and the biblical thing is, is love the sinner, not the sin. Right? Same thing. Also, you can get away with... Not saying anything biblically orientated, but it still says the exact same thing to somebody who's not a believer, maybe that will start slowly rolling toward me because that's that's me. I got the jig. I'm waiting for that fish to come and grab it. You know, you know they're hurting. They're so you're right not there. looking for another wife. Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm married now. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm not looking for another wife. <laughs> No, that, yeah, that's that's just it. I mean, wait, I, I want to clarify. So your your wife isn't with someone right now? No, she's she's loyal to you. Yeah. Okay. As far as I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told her. I said, if you cheat on me, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to hear about it. I want to stay ignorant. I don't want anything. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't want to be hurt. <laughs> of course, I don't know where that philosophy fits in with the Bible. But sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll ask. I'm, I'm a, but I'm you know, a, sometimes you just gotta laugh at things, or else it'll kill you. You know. 
So you were talking about how you go back into um, you read often. This is the this is a final test, final countdown. The last question I have for you is is like what is your daily or weekly, or maybe you're a guy that opens the Bible once a month. But I mean, like, what is your routine? Um, you know, we got cable now. Everybody's got some sort of a cable or whatever, but. Um, some of these uh, ministers that are on TV, uh, like Cleflo Dollar and and um, uh, some of these other ones, uh, I just enjoy them. I, you know, it, it's when I was uh, doing that 25-mile drive both ways in the morning. I'm by myself. I turn on uh, Care to You, which has all these different, um, you know, people that. Uh, have uh, uh, radio ministries or TV ministries or whatever, and uh, I stay stay up that way with what's you know what's going on and how it's being said and what have you, and then uh, I'll uh, I'll read a couple times a week, not a lot. I, you know everything I'm doing needs to be done more or with more intensity or whatever but uh, it gets done at least and uh, so I'll uh, I'll read a little bit a couple times a, a week and then uh, um, got a men's group on once a week got church on Sundays and then we have a group family group that I meet with once a month uh, just it's kind of a social thing, but sure. it's mostly people out of this one church. Uh, but I got roped in there because people like me, I guess. I don't know. Really. You seem you seem all right. Like I mean, you you seem pretty likable. Yeah. So maybe I like you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so that's that's what I do. I got a. I, you know, like juggling. I got the balls in the air. Um, yeah. You know, oh, uh, okay. Go to church on this one. Oh, go to, you know, go to science school on that one. Oh. Yeah. You know. You have a lot. You got a lot of, you got a lot of crazy stories. I got, I got to, I got to do that kind of stuff or else I just kind of like drift away. And then one day I just realized, oh man, I am messing up. Yeah. You know. And that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to be by yourself as much as possible. That way he can just feed you full of all this garbage. But if you got George and you got Mike around, hey, there's somebody there combating it, reinforcing. No, no, no. Here, let me find that for you. Here it is, right there. There's your answer. Yeah. When you do the scripture. Yeah. And that... That's the way it works for me. Yeah. But when I don't do that, it, it shows. It shows. I notice the way I, I talk to people or uh, uh, women. You know, I said women seems to have been my, my drawback. I'll start little innuendos that shouldn't have been said, you know, or, you know, drifting that way or whatever, you know. I think it's funny and probably is, but it shouldn't have been said, you know. <laughs> and so... Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, we're awful like a herd of turtles. Yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah, herd of turtles. Uh, turtles are slow. Yeah, yeah. off like or, a or like a turtle hurdles or a, or a turtle hurdles hurdle turtles. Or. <laughs> I see turtles like yeah. like a turd over hurdles. Yeah, or is it a herd of turtles? Something like that. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I added a melody in there. That was weird. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. This is Scott again. And Scott, do you have like an email uh, that um, somebody hears your story and they're like, they want to encourage you or they, they have a question for you or I don't want to be bothered? No, no, I, I, I've got one. In fact, it's pretty simple. It's Scott Jackson. 21 at um, face uh, AOL at Facebook yeah iCloud no 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 uh, oh shoot <laughs> this is where the mind goes it's not Gmail uh, Yahoo Yahoo there Scott Jackson 21 at Yahoo okay. see the mind is slipping here but um, all lowercase and 21 can you guess why 21 no why it was my that's my number my baseball my football baseball number? basketball number or whatever i was 21 at one point i was 21 the number seven and eight yeah those are my three junior numbers. high i had eight okay yeah i'm hungry too thank Alrighty. you thank you ah, thank yeah you. nice to see you so much